uh, we were talking about what was going on there, but also what was going on in the world. Uh, yes, we were. Uh, as we left our last show, I think it was uh, Friday. Hey, this is the Andy Amanda Show. I should have said that. Yes, it is. We have Andy Kimball here. We have Amanda Love in the UK. We are around the world, 8,000 miles away, here just outside of Hollywood, California, sunny Los Angeles. And we have Amanda Love in Chestershire, Shelton, Champ, <laughs> way above the Eiffel – nowhere near the Eiffel Tower. Somewhere near the Eiffel Tower there in, uh, in uh, Europe um, or the uh, London Bridge or somewhere else. I don't know. She's, some, she's over there. Hey, Amanda, how you doing? Wherever you are. I get around. I get around. I'm you doing Stalin. I'm doing good, and I hope our listeners are doing good too. How are you, sweetheart? Doing great here. Doing doing real well. Another another yeah. beautiful day. A lot going on in the world. We missed you all on Monday, but we're back here again live. Our number here to join us in the studio and talk about what you would like to. Easy to do. Pick up your phone, dial 515 and uh, that's what you got to do. And um, hey, you know, here we have, we already have a caller here. It looks like, uh, you know, you know, our, our lines are starting to light up. Look at this. We got Hawaii. We got, we got Minnesota. We got New York. We got, what's going on with the phone lines here today? Let's, um, one at a time. <laughs> Ho- hold on there. Hold on there. Yes, we're live. The Andy and Amanda show. We'll start with, um, hell, let's go to, no, let's go to, let's go to Hawaii. Yeah, I want to go to Hawaii. What do you think, Amanda? Let's go to Hawaii. Yeah, that sounds good. That's All right, here good. we go. Hello. Hello, Hawaii. Hello. Hello. How are you? Aloha. Aloha. <laughs> this sounds like. Give, give me a second, guys. I got to see. Let me pick up this other call here. Don't go away. I'm just going to. Our lines are lighting up. This never happens this early in the show. Thank you very much, though. Hold on a second. Don't go away, guys. They must. I'll oh. be going for the premium. They must be. <laughs> are we giving away anything? Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Hello, you're. Well, hold on a second. Let me go to Green Screen here. Give, you guys go ahead. I'll be right back. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> That's, how you doing, Doc? Hey, Amanda. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing so good. Yes, I'm overcoming um, a chest infection that everybody knows, and uh, I feel a little better. How are you? How's things there? Well, I, I'm just waking up over here. I guess you've <laughs> had your. Your evening nap, so you're pushing midnight <laughs> over there. Yeah, we're at uh, it's only 3 p.m. and um, everybody's had dinner and chilling out the evening over here. I can't say everybody's had dinner. Some people eat really late over here. I um, but yeah, mm. yeah, it's the uh, Chinese. It's, 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 pardon? Mm. Chinese? What was that? Yeah, can the I Chinese? Chinese, right there. Mm. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> hey. Uh, the uh, so here's an idea. Uh, okay, so there are people who are shy. You know, they're, they they love to join us, but they say, "Well, I don't want to talk on the radio, but I love your show, and I want to hear it on the phone because it's better." Okay, five one five six zero five nine eight eight eight. If you just you you I'll see you light up, but I don't know if you want to join the conversation or just listen to the show. So you can call the the show. You'll get a recording. It says we're we'll, we're connecting you now with the Andy demand. However, they say I don't even know what they say, but you'll get a message that says they'll connect us. Yeah, yeah, Block Talk Radio. That's right. And then if you want, then I'll, 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 I will greet you. Um, I don't know if you want to hear me greet you, but um, and I will, um, you know, 
say hi, and then you can tell me if you want to actually join the conversation or if you just want to listen to the show on the phone, and I'll put you on, on that line, and you can just tune in and listen to as much of or as little of the uh, of the show as you like to. I, I, I know that our show is probably not uh, one that you probably want to tune into too long. No, that's not true. Of course you want to tune into it. You do. You know. Hey, hey you Andy, you're putting stuff here. We're meant to be from in. <laughs> <laughs> As the oh, man used them. to say, tune in, <laughs> turn on, and drop out. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. But anyway, so uh, yeah, but but seriously, just five one five six zero five nine eight eight. You can just call that number and listen to the show on the phone, which does probably come in maybe clearer than your internet connection, depending on where you are. Whatever this is, internet radio. You can also email the show, Andy and Amanda Show at gmail dot com. Definitely tune into our website, please. It's Andy and Amanda Show. Dot com and you could listen to I think this is according to Block Talk Radio show number three hundred and twenty something I forget the exact number but Woo! over three hundred shows next month wow. October uh, gives us eighteen months of doing this show coast to coast live eighteen months internet radio and um, we're gonna we're gonna keep going man we're gonna you know sometimes we scratch our heads and say whoa you know but uh, we want to take this to um, to uh, Sirius XM. And or to a radio network that is willing to put up with Amanda and I. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But we will bring you an audience. We will bring you listeners. We'll bring you advertisers. All good things that you want to have happen on radio. Amanda and I have the capability and power and gravity to be able to do it. And of course, you can't put the talent aside. You know what I'm talking? You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? (laughs) So. So those of you who are in tune with the radio business industry and all that stuff, uh, we'll be talking to you because we're that's where the show is headed. That's where the show is headed. Absolutely. And you know something? Yeah. Someday you're going to be tuning in your uh, your iHeartRadio or your SiriusXM, and it's going to say Andy and Amanda show, and you'll see our beautiful logo designed by Amanda, and you'll say, God, I remember when those guys started on internet radio. Man, that's so cool. You know, you know what I mean? And then you'll see us as, as guests on late night TV. You'll say, Hey, we got Andy and Amanda here from the Andy and Amanda show. Our guest tonight. Hey guys, how you doing? What's that? Not you. No, I had a tough time yesterday. You know what I'm saying? Because a friend of mine told me, you know, you should watch your uh, watch your health, not your money. And then somebody else came and stole my money when I was watching my health. You know what I'm saying? And here I am. <laughs> That's not a nice situation to be in. I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> Destroyed my life. Destroyed yeah. my life. Yeah. What's going on? What's going on, there? Hey, 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 Chet. Yeah. First of all, how you doing, Chet, man, from Hawaii? Thanks for calling and joining us. How you doing? Well, I'm just really glad that finally your your show is on when I'm awake. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, Amanda, let's a little after old nine a.m. here, and I've been up for about an hour and a half doing my coffee cool. and internet and arguing with nut jobs on comment lines and everything. And oh, yes. uh, and uh, the sun is trying to creep out. It usually comes out in the morning, and then we get overcast and rain in the afternoons. So, and at least my my inconsiderate neighbor is not mowing his eight acres of lawn today. So eight far. acres? Did you say eight acres of lawn? Yeah. He's got an eleven-acre property, and I swear he's got eight acres of it. He's determined to be a lawn here in the jungle <laughs> and he's got this uh industrial strength mower that is just louder than hell runs on diesel oh my goodness 
And he runs the mm. thing about anywhere from six to twelve hours a day. Oh. Eight or ten, eight or mm. eight or nine days a month. That would drive me nuts. Yesterday and the day before were two of those days. And yesterday, I almost—I I swear, I was trying to figure out if I knew any friends who knew how to put ga- sugar in gas tanks, or I don't know. <laughs> You were it really ready to face uh, it and just um, say, "Shut up!" Yeah, that is something. I, um, so right. you know, I'm surrounded by neighbors with a lot of uh, with a lot of ground, and and, uh, and uh, me, I have an outhouse, you know, but uh, my neighbors <laughs> are doing real well. Well, <laughs> this will give you an idea. This will give you an idea. You know those obnoxious uh, gas-powered uh, weed blower? Mm, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. they come around Imagine here like all the time. That, yeah. Imagine that your neighbor's running one of those things six or eight hours a day for two, three days at a time. It would drive me crazy. A couple, three times a month. It would wow. drive me crazy. <laughs> you have a big you, – but your property, if I'm mistaken, you live – you have a whole big coffee bean farm there where you are in Hawaii, right? That's, that's what you have, have there, a, correct? I have a five-acre farm that has 1,300 coffee trees on it. Hmm. Mm. that I rent out to somebody else because I, oh. I worked it for a while and then I did the math and I was making less money per hour working the coffee than I was making playing music at farmer's markets. So. Wow. <laughs> so I, I have a question for you. I, I have a question because like, you know, you you're, have expertise in this. So when you go to Blue Bottle or, I don't know, or Starbucks or, or Pete's or Coffee Bean or whatever it is, they they buy their coffee beans from. Do they have their own farms? They buy from from brokers or distributors or like when you when you're in the coffee business yourself before you lend it out. Who did you sell to? Well, I was selling the cherry, so I the was cherries? selling cherry to one of the, yeah. The, that's the red bean or okay. red cherry that contains a couple coffee beans, mm-hmm. uh, unless it's peaberry, in which case it's one mutant. Round mm-hmm. coffee bean mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. instead of two kidney-shaped beans. Uh, so you sell the cherry, <laughs> excuse me, and you're only getting about. Uh, well, I was getting two dollars a pound. It's up to two forty now. Mm. Two dollars forty cents. But then I had to pay the pickers, so I had to pay people to pick it. Mm. There's no way I could pick, you know, right. eleven, twelve, thirteen thousand pounds of coffee. Mm-mm. Uh agreed, yeah. And yeah. and then uh it goes through a supply chain, yeah. So the premium coffees like Kona and Jamaica Blue Mountain and like that are well, we're hand picked. It has to be hand picked. And then uh it goes through a distribution network. Most of those places you talk about, if they ever have Kona, uh by the green bean or the parchment. So it goes from cherry, then you bust open the cherry using a pulper, and you get the beans with a mucilage layer on them. Then you wash, you put them in a vat of water, and the bacteria eat away at the mucilage. You do that overnight. Then you rinse them, put them on drying racks, dry them in Mm -hmm. the sun Mm -hmm. uh, for three to four weeks, then you have parchment, which has a mm. hard coating on it. 
Then you have to hmm. husk them to get the green bean. And then that is what you actually roast is the green bean. And it's essentially inedible until you have roasted it. So huh. they usually buy parchment if they have access to husking machines or the green bean, which are can be stored up to eight to ten months in a cool, dry area before roasting. And in fact, you really do want to let them age for four to eight weeks before roasting once they're green. Yeah. So that they can get seasoned. That's the best taste. And they get a nice suntan. Yeah, I know. Everything looks better with suntan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't, you know. Unlike right. the pasty, pasty pale me over here in the UK. <laughs> what What's really unfortunate is we found that... Uh, that the total amount of Kona coffee being sold country in the world is about five times as much as what we're growing. Uh, mm -hmm. And in fact, there was a recent lawsuit and we're beginning to get settlements against various corporations and everything who have Ooh. sold such counterfeit coffees uh, that, uh, yeah, so... That's mm. one thing to watch out for. If it's wow. if it's under if it's anything significantly under fifteen to twenty dollars a pound for roasted, it's probably not Kona. Wow. Oh wow. Yeah. Interesting. Thank so you for that tidbit. Yeah, I'm, I'm a I'm yeah. a you know I used to drink a whole lot more than I do now, but I I'm you know I'm a good couple two or three cups of coffee in the morning or your thermos full of it in my car mm -hmm. when I'm driving and. But I'm a, I like coffee a lot. I, I have one of those. Uh, I guess a lot of people have these days. But I uh, I went from the traditional Mr. Coffee type of coffee maker to a Keurig. You know the little thing you put the little cups in, you push the button. And yeah, uh, Keurig machine's pretty cool. Yeah, I have that, and um, actually I'm on my second one. But um, that's a you know it, it. There's something about making a pot of coffee in the morning and just having that pot there and go pour it. Boom, it's done. You know, just pour it. Yeah. You know, burst, here comes you know. And I, I wonder. I think I bet the cure. I guess the cure, if you think about it, is probably more expensive than than putting you know three well, tablespoons of coffee. Well, it's kind of a. It, it's also kind of an environmental nightmare because you got to dispose of the cups. Yeah. And yeah. uh, you're actually paying a lot more per pound. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm Trader a fan Joe's. Of, uh, uh, I don't know if you have Trader Joe's on Hawaii. You have Trader Joe's there, right? Don't you? In you Hawaii, know, maybe we not. don't. Trader Joe's won't come over here because of the extreme uh, transportation costs. I yeah, live just... at Trader Joe's. I live at it. But they have a Trader Joe's has the uh, they use alternative um, they don't use the plastic cups they use uh, you know, biodegradable you know it's like right. a, you uh -huh. know whatever but um, then there's the you go to like the regular food store like the food grocery store the big chains and buy like 82 curib equivalent cups for twenty dollars or something like that and you buy hey family pack mm -hmm. you know, eighty two things for twenty bucks versus versus you know ten dollars for for twelve little curing things which can get expensive but you know i i have two bags of ground coffee sitting on top of my refrigerator that stares at me every morning and says andy <laughs> why don't you just why don't you just 
pour, put me into Mr. Coffee and make yourself a pot of coffee. I'm like, fuck that. <laughs> if, it's, if, if it's been up there for more than four to six weeks, it's probably going to tell you, don't bother. <laughs> really? Is is that is That's it is it best to store about, coffee in the fridge or freezer or is that or no? Is that a myth? Oh, okay. Well, let's let's. I'll just go real quick through the as go ahead. long as we're doing coffee. Yeah, let's talk. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when it's in the green beans, you can store it for months. Mm-hmm. Once it's roasted, if you pack it very uh, vacuum pack it so that there's mm-hmm. no free air molecules uh, to mm-hmm. speak of in the bag. You can put it in the freezer for a while. But once you take it out of the freezer and it thaws, that's it. You got to start using it. You can't put it back in the freezer. Mm. Uh, what you don't want is moisture getting at it. So okay. yeah. that's the main thing. That's why you mm. can't open it up and then close it up again and put it in the freezer because you got moisture in the air. All gone. Uh, right. mm. Sit in the bean. You you can store it, or if you use it within three to four weeks, it would probably be fairly close to peak uh, taste. Although it starts deteriorating once the air hits it, and within a week or two, I can taste the difference. Wow! Um, and then once it's ground, you've got about 24 hours. You kidding me? So, really? So like wow. teeth, they 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 grind it and vacuum pack it, so it'll last longer. But once you open the package, it starts deteriorating rapidly because you have all that surface area of the ground coffee attracting moisture from the air. And so within a week or two at the most, it's oh my much gosh. what we would call stale. Only, only on the Andy and Amanda show, folks. Only on the Andy and Amanda show do you get this kind of information. We're talking coffee here. We've got... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, you, you never know where these conversations are going to go. That was the plan, but I'm really enjoying this because, um, hey, I think we're all, I think I can speak for most, most of the listeners on their show, maybe not all of them, but a majority of them are, are coffee drinkers, whether you drink one cup a day or whether you live on it all day long. Um, wow, and I knew just what you're really drinking. Let me ask you another question, speak, get, get, speaking more about this. So uh, I go to a coffee place, and um, I had a grinder. I don't know where it is. So I say, can you grind this for me? And they grind it and they put it in a bag and they seal it and they give it to me. And then I put it on top of my refrigerator and there it sits. So that's not vacuum packed. So that coffee is probably, I mean, I can still use it. It's not it's like it's going to hurt you, right? I mean, it still just doesn't have the same pressure. No, right, right. Might, wow. Might offend, but it won't hurt you. Got <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. That's, thank you for that. Thank you. So it's best to find the, you know, I there was a while back where I had a machine that did it all. You pour the, you put the coffee beans in the top, it grinds it, bam, and then makes your cup of coffee. Uh, you know, all in one. You put well, this, you know, yep. Well, I was going to, I was almost to the point of telling you that after all the different methods I've used, I've had espresso machines, I've mm-hmm. had the uh, stovetop espresso maker which is actually probably the second best way to have it mm-hmm. uh you know uh pour in the filter top uh machine mr coffee all different levels and my absolute favorite now is french press oh yeah so yeah my, my sister me, is big i on start that. with yeah i start with green beans that i store in my garage 
and then I roast a batch of about a half a pound to a pound every three or four days. Then I take that roasted coffee and I grind it in the morning just before putting it in the French press and then pouring the water on and let it steep for four minutes and then while I'm feeding the cats and then uh, drink the coffee. So that's how I get the freshest. I have a $600 uh, roaster. Wow. That, uh, that works well, I'm pretty going well. To, uh, I'm going to... Uh, but, wow. but if you're, if you're going to invest in one thing to really improve your, your coffee drinking experience, a grinder. And okay. uh, I have one that I bought in the 19, uh, uh, let me, let me walk over there. <laughs> I can't remember the name. <laughs> it's been so long. It's a German, and I don't know if they still make them, uh, Braun. Yeah, of course. Oh, I've seen, I've seen, yeah, yeah. I've seen Braun. it. Yeah. Yeah. And well, in fact, I think Braun is, um, so I have to use. Uh, yeah, I'll go um, ahead. Where, I think I saw that um, Brom at. Uh, they make them in. Uh, wait a minute. The Brom, Japanese uh, are involved here. Thank you. Yeah, I think they. They, um, they um, probably are now. <laughs> they, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but go ahead. Yeah. Huh. Um, so you, ha- I remember them. I think made by little yeah. German guys in Germany. Oh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> back back when they made things in Germany. <laughs> I'm looking it up right now. It would be really great if they still sell, sold it. Well, you know, yeah. you know the, uh, the main thing is is to get plenty of advice. While I look this yeah. up, let me see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Basically, I mean, you have the two two different kinds. There's the kind that's a little uh, looks like a tube, and you dump the beans in the top, and then you hope mm-hmm. like hell that you let go in time. You know, it has mm-hmm. got a little wheel going around it, just whacks the crap out of the coffee, and uh, and then you hope you stop it in time. Ah, here we go. But the best kind, okay, it looks like Brown is still making a burr grinder. Mm. It's 80, $84. Not bad. Mm. Mm-mm. It has a little thing on the top where you put the coffee and then a knob. You turn the knob, you set the grind amount of grind, and you turn the knob and then it puts the ground coffee in the little container. And then you pull out the container and voila. So those are mm. better than the little little tall things. So it's worth yeah, it. That's to, I, yeah. That's yeah, that's what I have. Yeah, it's worth it. I don't even know where it is. I, yeah. Hey, Amanda, yeah. you, you a coffee drinker? Stalin. Are you a coffee I am drinker? Not a coffee drinker. No. And the reason for that is, many, many years ago, when I was younger, caffeine mm-hmm. seemed to really irritate my um, my tummy and my bowel. I ended up going to the doctor with really bad pain, and they said, "Oh, you know, this is early signs of IBS, irritable bowel syndrome." And so I cut back on drinking things like Coca-Cola and stuff like that. So you know, I for many years when I was 17 I was getting into drinking coffee and um, went around to a neighbor's house had I think it was a of coffee and came back one night got into bed and then I ended up crippled over in pain I couldn't stand up 
and um, then I've, I've not been drinking coffee. So, mm. you know, unfortunate. Um, it just affects me the caffeine too much. And yes, I can have a hot cup here and there, but, you know, um, never really managed to get into it for many reasons. So. <laughs> yeah. I didn't start drinking coffee till my late 20s, early 30s. I, I drank hot, when others drank coffee, I drank hot chocolate. Even when I was a pilot, a lot of the other pilots, you know, they come into the flight ops before the flights and they, you know, grab coffee or get a coffee for the yeah. flight deck. I would drink hot chocolate. I'll take chocolate milk, please. Yeah, and, and I just didn't, <laughs> you know, then when I, I, I'm thinking late 20s, with early 30s. With marshmallows, yes. Yeah, with the little tiny white marshmallows. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yep, and, uh, and I like you know hot chocolate. It did it for me, you know, and um, and then I guess late twenties, I'm thinking, late twenty, early thirties, I uh, became a coffee, and then I drank. Then I got to the point. I got to the point where, thank God, I'm not there now. Uh, I got to the point where I'm in my car. I'm driving. We have a chain of uh, well, I was in the East Coast. They're not here, uh, but I, we have called Wawa. And I think Cornell who's our show coordinator on the East Coast, uh, we were talking about it. Wow, Wawa makes hoagie. It's like a convenience store. You buy you know, snacks, food, whatever, and they have a great yeah. town, and they make Wawa. amazing sandwiches, amazing hoagies, whatever yeah. you call them, submarines, whatever, and amazing coffee, Wawa coffee. And I would, I would pass a Wawa and get a cup of coffee, and I'd get back in my car and drinking it. Then I'd see another Wawa. I stopped and get another cup of coffee. I mean, I, I, I drank all day long. All day long, I was wow. never without a cup of coffee in my hand, and it, it got wow. to, to a to a point where it was uh, it. Oh my God! Then you get when you go through coffee withdrawal when you're drinking all the time, like you're always drinking coffee, and even you don't have to drink a lot of coffee for. Even if you get up every morning and have a cup of coffee and you do that for a while, then you go a couple of days or, or in a day and you don't do that, on come the headache. You know, feeling quite right. What's what's the deal here? It's like going through. And I guess it's caffeine. Check it with decaffeinated coffee or caffeinated coffee. When 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 and how? If I wanted to go to a farm, like coffee is is coffee naturally caffeinated? Oh yeah, it's uh, and and a little known fact is the darker the roast, the less caffeine. Really? Oh. So yeah, that's why I've always been a dark French drinker. Mm-hmm. And you were you were talking about back when I was programming computers in the 80s mm-hmm. and would drink like two pots of coffee a day. It got to the point where like around 84, 85, somewhere in that neighborhood, uh, I was literally hallucinating in the afternoon from all that oh caffeine. Oh, my goodness. So that's, wow. that's when I began cutting back. And now it's two two mugs in the morning, one French press. Uh, full of it in the morning, and then I don't drink it at all during the day. But yeah, the uh, coffee is also nat. I mean, chocolate is also naturally caffeine. Yes. So hmm. cocoa, cocoa, <laughs> yeah, has, has caffeine. That, you know, as, that, as, that's the tea. That that, so. that would explain to you. I didn't. I didn't even know that. I had no idea that that. Or did I know? I don't think I knew. Anyway, I wasn't. Conscious of knowing yeah, that hot chocolate, chocolate was caffeine. caffeine in it. That's yeah. probably why so, I was able so you to. Were a, you, know, you were a caffeine junkie even when doing yeah. hot chocolate. Yeah, because <laughs> sometimes we'd have these. Uh, you know, as a pilot, sometimes you get a you know get up at the hotel. You get up three thirty in the morning for a four thirty or five thirty uh, call at the airport. You have to be there an hour before departure. So, 
And mm-hmm. bam, you you know, and I did the hot chocolate, and it did it for me. The pilot said coffee. I did, you know, here's Andy's hot chocolate. <laughs> no, that, yeah. that was that was my life. And then I uh, then suddenly developed a taste for coffee, and I've become a I don't say a connoisseur, but because I, I, I don't really know the difference between different types of coffee. What what how do is coffee in terms of this Ethiopian or a Costa Rican or, you know, what what is when you when you're in Hawaii is it is it Kona coffee there or what what Koa whatever you call it? Um, well, well the major okay the major differences are the climate mm-hmm. and the and the ground you grow it in. So mm-hmm. uh, the different varieties are grown in of course different soils and in different climates. The advantage that Jamaica Blue Mountain and Kona have as the two best coffees in the world is the climate and the growing uh, situation. It's on a volcano, both of them. Right. So we grow in very porous volcanic soil. Coffee is a band of about, that's about 20, 25 miles long and about 4,000 feet wide running up the mm. west side of Hawaii Island. There are other coffees. Kau coffee is quite good. They're down south uh, in, on Big Island. Maui coffee is also good. Uh, Kauai even grows a little bit of coffee. And again, mm. it's the climate. It's the mm. fact that we have volcanic soil. We have uh, the areas where the coffee is usually grown has the the sunlight in the morning and cloud cover at night, so we don't have to do shade grown because we get shade every day. Yeah. So hmm. it's just the perfect combinations. Um, yeah. It makes that magic happen. We had a very Beautiful. bad year back when the volcano was spewing gray uh, clouds of sulfuric and hydrochloric acid into the air, and, and we were like gray days every day, and our our crop took a big hit when Kilauea was, was going a few years ago uh, from not getting enough sun. And now we're getting too much rain, so go figure. Wow. <laughs> Man. Um, so if, so um, some people say, well, Ethiopian coffee is, you know, versus Colombian coffee versus is there a uh, – I, I guess if – you know, if, if I see Ethiopian, I'm like, oh, that's good. But I couldn't tell you why. Why is Ethiopian coffee, you know, if I were to, if you were it's, to it's, give me a, a cup of Ethiopian and a cup of Colombian, what would be the difference? Like, how would I know? Well, I, I can't tell you in terms of detail. Mm-hmm. I haven't had mm-hmm. either in about mm-hmm. 30, 40 years. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but again, the, the different climates give different taste profiles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So some coffee is nuttier, some is fruitier. It's like wine, same idea. And mm. frankly, you know, coffee is horrible tasting stuff, mm. just like <laughs> wine and, yeah. and booze and the rest of it. You know, it is. It's true. It, it's really, it's it's really not something that a that a child, uh, you know, five, six, seven, eight year old would take a big swig of and go, "Ooh, this is wonderful." Uh, <laughs> yes. So it's not natural. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's an acquired taste, and one can appreciate it for either its effects, which is unfortunately what most people drink coffee for, is to stay awake because they don't get enough sleep, 
because we have such a rapacious economic system that requires people to be wage slaves in order to survive. And uh, uh, so, and then the, there's the premium coffee, which I actually got into in the 1970s. I used to get mm. up in the morning to go to work in San Francisco, and, and there was a coffee shop that this guy opened up that I ended up playing in. And mm. uh, I would go down there every morning and, and have a cup of, cup of coffee and then take the brutal ride across the Bay Bridge to San Francisco. And... I got into drinking all different kinds, Colombian and, and mm -hmm. Ethiopia, and even mm -hmm. some Jamaica Blue Mountain, which really didn't blow my socks off, especially at that price. <laughs> but uh, so I got into that, and really have never been able to go back to Folgers since. You know. <laughs> no man, um, at, what, what, companies me, like so. companies like Folgers and Maxwell House, and and that type of almost like generic. You know, institutional brands. When they they do they own their own coffee farms, or do they buy from? Are, are there brokers and distributors, much like there is in wine importers uh, they, and so forth? They buy. They buy the beans that the premium coffee people won't sell. So yeah, wow. they buy just gobs of of uh, probably parchment from uh, brokers. So they go. Guatemala's got a huge crop. Brazil has a huge crop. In fact, Brazil, because it all ripens at the same time in Brazil, they can use big machines. So they have big old tall coffee plants, much taller than ours, and they have these big old machines that go through and pick the coffee. So they don't have to pay these guys 75, 85, 95 cents a pound to pick the coffee for them. And so mm. they're industrial operations. So that's where a big percentage of the coffee comes from big industrial coffee farms like that. Well, let me ask you, you were saying earlier that you, you know, back in the early 70s and so forth, which predates Starbucks, you're in the coffee business, you have a coffee farm, you're getting knowledgeable about how all this works, obviously. And along comes a guy in Seattle, Washington, opens up a little shop called Starbucks, the rest is history. You go from, uh, you, I remember going to a coffee shop, you sit down, you have a bagel and a cup of coffee, and it's 75 cents for the coffee, and the woman keeps coming by and refills your coffee all day long if you're sitting there. Suddenly you go to Starbucks and you're paying $27 for a cup of coffee, or whatever it is now, I don't even know. But, um, so, wow, suddenly this guy in, in Seattle, Washington starts this store where he's taking a cup of coffee, and you know what that what the cost of that coffee probably actually is, and they're charging whatever mm. it is a cup, and suddenly it's an, a, a national, international company with the, all corporate-owned stores. Um, holy crap. Uh, um, well, what's your take on that? I was going to say, I, I thought you were asking this question, so I was going to answer it before you finished asking it. Sorry about that, Andy. Uh, no problem. <laughs> they don't sell <laughs> coffee. Hmm. They sell was, an environment, mm -hmm. which is actually, uh, it's like Apple. They don't sell computers. They sell a, a cult, an experience. They sell sizzle because mm. their computers are twice as expensive and half as powerful. But they're selling the cult experience. Well, Starbucks, same thing. They don't sell coffee. They sell an experience, which includes being able to sit down and nurse your coffee and hook up to the Internet and 
and do your work and they don't bug you for sitting there for an hour or two. And actually, I love the experience. It's a wonderful experience. I've uh, taken advantage of it quite a bit back in the day when I lived on the mainland. Uh, The only Starbucks we have here are in Target, and they're closed for renovation right now. (laughs) Well, yeah, you go to Starbucks, and people sit there with their laptops. They'll sit there for seven hours doing their work. Instead of working at home, they're working Mm -hmm. at Starbucks, and they they don't care about turning the tables. Then, of course, there's there's drive-through Starbucks. Then came Pete's, and there's Coffee Bean, and and there's others. Uh, I found here in L.A., um, I think it's called Blue Bottle, is the most incredible. It's $4 a cup. And they make every single cup by hand, like French press type, uh, like what you're saying. And it's French worth press, every yeah. dime. Yeah, it's worth every penny, that mm-hmm. $4. What, what a huge difference. I mean, I, when I first, you know, I, I went in with a friend who was visiting me in L.A. And we passed a place for coffee. blue bottle. I never heard of it, even though it's been here. I walked in and, uh, you know, I said, yeah, a cup of coffee, please. And they said, $4. I'm like, it better be fucking good. For $4, it better be, you know. And, and then they were making the individual cup for me. And I, it was incredible. I'm like, whoa. You know, I'll pay five. <laughs> you know, it, it was it was really that's, really good. Um, but that's, that's what I have new... to put up with every morning. Well, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Except um, except except I I I pay what is it about uh, eighty cents a cup I guess. Wow. Mm. Do the mm. math. Yeah, if, I, buy, I guess you have I buy the green beans for fifteen to twenty. And then uh, a pound, and then mm. roast it and grind it and drink it. So, so looking online, I'm just perusing about coffee online, and of course you've got that, that thing that everybody gets up and it's like, yeah, I must have my first cup of coffee. I can't function without it, and everybody's um, convinced that you know it gives you that energy boost, makes you think clearer. And there are facts that it does do those things, but there's um, two things that I find. So it says, can improve energy levels and make you smarter. Coffee can help people feel less tired and increase energy levels. That's because it contains a stimulant called caffeine, the most commonly consumed psychoactive substance in the world. After you drink coffee, the caffeine is absorbed into your bloodstream. From there, it travels to your brain. In the brain, caffeine blocks the inhibitory neurotransmitter ad- Dinozine, I think it's called. When this happens, the amount of other neurotransmitters like uh, neuropinephrine and dopamine increases, <laughs> leading to enhanced firing of neurons. Now, um, this other site says, okay, this, this place is called Bustle for anybody who wants to know and go and check it out. It says, once the caffeine gets into your bloodstream, it goes to the receptors in your brain that usually host the Edonosine, or however you pronounce that, a compound that builds up in you uh, the longer you're awake in order to tell you when to sleep. So, how does this amount uh, equal to faux energy? Let me see. Hang on. Hang on. No, hang on, hang on. Sorry, let me me just read this this up a bit first. That's my bad. Uh, So how does does the coffee trick your brain? Because what all is happening is it's actually tricking your brain. Um, It says um, yeah, about the, the once it gets into the bloodstream, blah blah blah. You know, it it, uh, it tricks it, it tricks it, my yeah. brain uh, all the time. I'm uh, I can, like to dress up like a woman. You know, oh, I mean, I'm really? always fantastic. <laughs> 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 okay, so yes, the the caffeine replaces the edonosine um, in your system and thus stops your brain from knowing when to get tired and go to sleep. 
Um, on the flip side, caffeine does have many positive effects on the brain and body. Um, it can break down into three different molecules, each with very different functions. Upon entering the body, um, it increases the flow of oxygen to the brain, increases athletic performance, increases heart rate and the ability to concentrate. And um, you know, and... And of course we have, it says we have read the links between caffeine and Alzheimer's, caffeine and dehydration, and caffeine and type 2 diabetes. Ooh, that's not so good. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah. The takeaway though is that the moderation is the key. The video, there's a video on this page yep. if you guys want to check it out. Okay, so bustle.com. Uh, the video notes that you should keep your caffeine intake below 400 milligrams. This is the best way to keep from feeling the less desirable side effects from the compound. Um, yeah, so I think checking out. Do me a favor. Can you repeat that that last couple of sentences? You you cut out a little bit. It went blank. But oh, okay. so just repeat that if you wouldn't mind. Yeah. Yes, of course. So you need to keep your intake below 400 milligrams. Yep. It's the best way to keep from feeling less desirable side effects. Um, mm -hmm. compound like jitters and anxiety. Um, so it's saying, but guys, you know, if you want to check the page, just com. I've just Cross it whilst this conversation. What was it? Dot com. You're cutting out a little bit. But what what dot com is that? Bustle dot com. B u s t l e dot com. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Hey, well, um, I was gonna I was gonna make that point that like everything else in moderation. Yeah. And especially tilted towards the morning, then that's the time to do your coffee drinking and then get yeah. some exercise later in the day to help you sleep. It's a great. Yeah. Great. Point. Uh, yeah. Hey, uh, so Ed, what is what is a one? decaffeination pro? How do they decaffeinate coffee? So let's say you you you're at the farm. You you pick your coffee. You know you have the people actually do it for you. You've got all the um, all the coffees done and stored delivered to whoever buys it. I guess. And if they want to make it decaffeinated, how do you know what the process is and and how dangerous to your health is that decaffeination pro process if it is at all? I I know that. I know little about exactly how they do it, but there are two mm -hmm. main ways that they do it. I suspect mm -hmm. the industrial decapping, which is like the folders and like that, mm -hmm. they use what is called a chemical process. So they add chemicals to the bean that leach out the caffeine, and then they wash them. And some of that chemical residue can still be in the bean, depending mm -hmm. on how good their processes are. And then yeah. there's the water-based process, and I'm not sure about the mechanics of it, but they don't use chemicals. So what you're looking for, if you're looking for decaf, is a water-based decaffeination method. Uh, Pete's is one company that does it that way. Um, probably Starbucks, if they're doing their own decaffeinating. So the more premium coffees decaffeinated, We'll we'll use the water-based process. So, and if you're really interested, you could look it up. I did want to make one more uh, point. Mm -hmm. Grinders are conical burr coffee grinders. So, that's what you're looking for. G o n i c a l d u r r, like the vice president, coffee grinders. So you don't want okay. that. Uh, that's what you're looking for if you're looking for grinder. And about the $80 range is 
looks like. There are a number of them that are that look pretty good. Huh. That's the kind that okay. they use in the coffee shops too, except theirs are like eight hundred and nine hundred dollar ones. Well, yeah. I mean, I've seen people I get use mine once a day. They have to use theirs all day, every day. Yeah, there there are some folks who get fanatical about you know about their um, you know coffee and their you know just has to make a certain way and it you know to me I just want a cup you know just bam get in get out get my cup of coffee. It's sort of like you know once you've played a really a really great guitar, it's a little hard to go back to a beater. Yeah. So, <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> once you've experienced really really good coffee and prepared correctly, it's really rough going back to uh, McDonald's. Oh yeah. You know McDonald's <laughs> coffee isn't isn't half bad. You know. They it's not, it's, they have I, they they've gotten a little better yeah I guess uh, from the uh, from the uh, third degree burns on the lap days they used <laughs> oh, to yeah. like oh yeah they used yeah. to like superheat it because the hotter it is the less you can taste it so that's yeah. why they would just you know superheat oh. it and that's why they got in trouble. Oh, yeah, and I know I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. Wow. Darn. See, only on the Andy Demanda show. You never, you know, folks. I'll tell you. <laughs> Forty-five minutes of coffee from Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, you know, we just but yeah, uh, watch uh, watch out on for the, the fly. Watch out for the counterfeit. And I got to tell you, Chad, this is because you know, and and again, I I, I can I can speak for a, probably most of our listeners, if not all. Obviously not all, especially because we're in twenty some odd countries around the world. Um, that a great many of our listeners are coffee drinkers and get up in the morning and make that cup or or hit Starbucks, whatever it might be on the way to work, and or go to that uh, go to your office and grab go in the, the break room and grab a cup and go to your desk. Um, I mean, my gosh, and, and you know, uh, as a former pilot, man, we grab the cup of coffee, hit the flight deck, and do our job, you know, and. Um, I guess a submarine commander could say the same thing. You know, I don't know, but it, it, it all walks of life. Computer, Doesn't matter what you do, where you go, where you live. Lives on it. Yeah, Coffee yeah. And jolt. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it, and it's kind of cool because uh, we didn't we didn't program this discussion to be uh, a discussion about coffee, and here we are spending just about you know all of our time here, which is fine, minutes. which is enjoyable and, and informative, uh, talking about coffee, which you know again. This is the Andy Demanda Show, unscripted, raw, you never know, uh, which, which also reminds me, folks, um, if you would like to join our show, as I get – like, what do you do for a living? You know, we've had people from, from all walks of life on the show, from, from finance and accounting to, to film producers to actors to human, um, um, human, uh, human beings to uh, – <laughs> no, to, to, I was going uh, uh, what do you call it, motivational – Coaches, you know, human, uh, what do you call it, experience, you know, the human experience, religious people uh, talking about religion and, and being, you know, saved in whatever respect they have been. Um, you know, we've talked about everything here, politics, you know, government, um, it, it, music, musicians. We could talk about Texas. Te- oh, man, that would take, we only have, a, oh. you know, I think we, we should. Yes. Um, as a matter of fact, I agree. Uh, hey, you know, um, Yes. <laughs> on, on, uh, on your way to Stalin. Yeah. <laughs> do you believe that Texas is is part 
of this of the United States of America. So I'm, I'm like, what the hell is going on down in that part of the world? Uh, you know, holy crap. Yeah. It's so sad know. and still it's still bothering me so much. Well, yeah. and you're there, and you're in the UK. Yes. That is, that is a truly amazing law that they just put into effect. Now, which one are you talking about? You gotta it's handle. So ma- so yeah, which law? Kind of clever. Yeah, which- the uh, the uh, forced. I call it the forced birther vigilante enabling act of 2021. Uh, they basically have passed a law that says can't get an, an abortion after yes. the counterfactual fetal heartbeat, which is actually not a heart or a beat, right. um, which is essentially six weeks after conception, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which is against the Roe v. Wade constitutional prote- protection, which is 24 weeks you're allowed to have an abortion. Uh, within the first trimester. Uh, So Texas passed this law that said it's illegal to have one after the six weeks-ish period, but we're not going to arrest you. We're not going to fine you. We're not going to do anything. What we're going to do is we passed this provision that allows people to sue anyone who has anything to do with a woman getting uh, one of these now illegal, in quotes, abortions, which means like family members, uh, a friend gives you the phone number of Planned Parenthood, uh, Uber. Uber has actually come out and said they're going to defend their drivers who drive a woman to a clinic to get an abortion. Wonderful. That fits under this law. Uh, Southwest Airlines. Located in Texas. Yes. They could be sued for flying a woman to Oklahoma to have the procedure. The co-pilot, the steward yeah. eye, uh, yeah. everybody. Uh, anybody has anything to do with getting a woman her right to choose yeah. can be sued with a minimum payback. Once they prove in a, in a court of law, in a lawsuit, mm-hmm. in a civil action, not a criminal action, once mm-hmm. they prove against each of the persons involved that the abortion was done after this period, person had something to do with the woman getting the abortion, it's $10,000 minimum each person. Mm-hmm. Each. And I'm not yeah. sure whether it's for each person that sues. <laughs> so yeah. I mean, huh. you could literally be on the hook for millions of dollars. So do you? Yeah. Do you remember the? Uh, yeah. Do you remember the, uh, the? Well, I don't remember them, but we've seen the movies of the old the the, the posses and the, and the you know and the the sheriffs. They round up the posse and they go uh, you know get the get the outlaws. <laughs> you know they deputy they deputize the population. Mm-hmm. You know, you're now a sheriff mm-hmm. deputy. You know, we'll go get the bad guys. Supposedly, um, we've dedicated well, entire we, we've dedicated an entire show, um, which I invite everybody to go take a listen to. You'd get to it by going andydemandyshow.com and click click listen live. If we're not live, that'll take you to the archives and scroll down, 
and you'll hear really, um, I think, a, a provocative, interesting discussion about the entire – of course, I explained many times in the show that I did work at Planned Parenthood for a number of years early – one of my careers way back when, and we talked about that, what I did and what the research that we did and the benefit that we, we provided to uh, society um, and our uh, stand for we shouldn't be talking about abortion. We should be talking about family planning and safe sex. And that, that's yeah. how we minimize abortion. That should be the conversation. That should be, there should be no talk about abortion. Yes. We should be talking about attacking the root exactly. of why people have to get abortions. If you, exactly. you know, make, make no child unplanned. That should be our goal as a, as a species, as a race around the world. If you want to have a kid, plan for that kid. If you don't want to have but a kid, like, then, then ha- do other things in your sex life. You don't have to do, you know, yeah. do other things. <laughs> but again, that, that mirrors everything else that's going on in the world as well, because you know, Biden is promoting and pushing peace um, along with you know, climate control at the moment. You know, is several a day about you know control of things like that, and, and especially peace at the moment as well. And I'm kind of chuckling to myself because I'm thinking well, you're still funding weapons and you know, the arms, so it's like what what level of peace are you promoting, and why aren't we getting to the schools <laughs> of all these things, it's a whole other subject, I realize, but when you said the words, it, it, it's that kind of thing. You get to the root of the problems, not just stick a band on everything and say, okay, well, let's do it this way. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I just voted you, a big pay raise for the Pentagon. <laughs> you, you, you know what? Yeah. You know what? You know what? You know something? Um, you know, we have this debt, you know, uh, Yellen, the, the, the Treasury Secretary, just, you know, testified before Congress about the importance of uh, raising the our, our national debt allowance, so to speak. Um, and if that is the not done, limit, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The, the consequences could be devastating. Uh, and then we've got, you know, it's, you know, something. Uh, 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 you've been you 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 know you're a, you know friend of the show. You called in a lot. We've had these discussions many times, and something we've talked about ages and ages ago is if you look at a, a Congress person or a senator uh, and the job that they do. Do you know most if if any of them worked for Microsoft or Apple or or Starbucks, they'd be fired. They'd be fired. You know. Mm. Uh, oh yeah. It, it, you know, we, we these are elected. We elect these people to represent us and and exercise the will of supposedly the constituents of which they represent. And if we don't like them or doing the job they're doing, then we then we elect somebody else, and they're in a sense in a sense fired, and we bring in other people. But come in here, they say, oh, we're we're, we're I know we have to debate and decide about the, the, the dead and, and passing an amazing infrastructure package that would just, you know, bring us up to speed with many other parts of the world that are beyond us right now. But, you know, we're going to take a break. Yeah, we'll, we'll discuss it. Uh, well, let's the government shut down. Good. Yeah, it's okay. You'd be fired <laughs> if you did that with Microsoft. You, you couldn't. You wouldn't be. Yeah, it's unbelievable. You, you wouldn't maintain. Your, you'd be fired. Hmm. You know? Now, what, what you know, anyway, I'm not going to go on. No, well, <laughs> the one thing I can say about that is is uh, follow the trail of breadcrumbs to the 18,000 paid lobbyists and mm. their bags of cash, of campaign cash. Mm-hmm. That's, that's who those guys, most of them are working for, the Congress yeah. people. I, I, you know what? You're right. And, and, and just you mentioning that and bringing that up, Makes you want to go get another cup of coffee. 
<laughs> exactly. exactly. You know what I'm saying? I'm serious. Yeah, How many milligrams I mean, have you had today, darling? I've had, uh, let me see, one cup, one and a half, one and a half, uh, I've had one and a half cups so far. Okay. Mm. Go careful. <laughs> well, real quick, real quick, yeah. there was a, a study done, uh, title is Congress Literally Doesn't Care What You Think. <laughs> Professors Martin Gillens of Princeton University and Benjamin I. Page of Northwestern University looked at more than 20 years' worth of data to answer a simple question. Does the government represent the people? Their study took data from nearly 2,000 public opinion surveys, compared it to the policies that ended up becoming law. In other words, they compared what the public wanted to what the government actually did. What they found was extremely unsettling. The opinions of 90% of Americans have essentially no impact at all. Mm. Mm. Surprise, surprise. So, mm. so the, they're listening to somebody, but it ain't us. Yeah. Most of them. Unreal. Hey, and then folks, the few who do yeah. end up getting absorbed in this institution that is constantly telling them, uh, play the game or you'll get nothing. Mm. And the game is the one I just described. Opinions of 90% of Americans have essentially no impact on the actions of Congress. It's unreal. We, are, we, have, we have about a minute and a half left, and we're going to run a um, uh, you know, somebody we've, we've played some clips on before, a guy named a comedian, a Jewish comedian by the name of Jackie Mason, who we've um, – had his clips and some of the stuff on the show. It's been r really fun and funny. And uh, he has a Starbucks routine, which I think I remember playing a long time ago when I was able to find it. And uh, we're going to wrap up the show by playing uh, Jackie Mason's uh, video blog. Um, and he recently died, unfortunately. I can't believe it. But anyway, um, I think it's yeah. his but yeah. Uh, so we're going to wrap up the show and play the – so don't, don't go away. Um, uh, listen in to, to – this ending of the show today, and, and you could get a kick and, and a couple of chuckles out of what Jackie Mason's Jackie Mason's take on uh, our, uh, on Starbucks. Uh, so thanks for tuning in. <laughs> this has been a fascinating, educational, informative discussion. Again, only on the Andy and Amanda show, and and thank you for chiming in with us today. It's been great. And those of you listening on the phone, don't go away because I want you to hear this clip. So stay on the phone, and. Um, and we'll uh, we'll see everybody. Friday is going to be a, another fun, interesting show. We're going to talk about the AMC stock squeeze. Is it going to happen? Can it happen two or three years from now? In theory, yes, it can. Everybody diving into the buying AMC stock right now, thinking that it's squeeze and it's going to go up to thousands and thousands of dollars a share. Well, it pretty much has to eventually, uh, but but it could take a couple of years. So we're going to talk about that and why and how and other stocks, other bets. Um, what are people doing and saying in the market? We're going to talk all about that Friday. On the Andy and Amanda show, we have some special guests lined up to uh, to add their commentary as well. So we'll see you Friday. We're live Friday at 3 p.m. Uh, Eastern Daylight Time. And whatever the time is in your corner of the world, don't miss the show Friday. It's always a fun time, the, the weekend show. And again, Chet, thank you very much for tuning in. And Amanda, why don't you sign us off? But folks, don't go away because I'm going to play the Starbucks uh, clip. Okay, on behalf of the wonderful Andy Kimball in California, Hollywood, and myself here, Amanda Love in the UK, thank you, Jack Gardner, for joining us once again. We love you, dude. Um, and we'll see you on Friday for the show. Enjoy the rest of this show.
Let me tell you about Starbucks. Now, Starbucks is not vicious hate, but Starbucks is one of the examples of the things we have here in the book. And we characterize the owner of Starbucks as a schmuck. But the truth of the matter is, even though we call them a schmuck, the real schmucks are you. If you go to Starbucks, because there's no bigger schmuck than a person who buys anything in Starbucks. And this is not a vicious attack. If you're stupid enough to want to waste money in a place that charges you four times as much as anything is worth, that's your business. There's a lot of stupid people in the world, and you might be one of them. Or maybe you're so rich that you don't care about your money, which means you should give it to charity, to somebody who could use it or need it, or depend on it for a living, not to a billionaire company who's robbing you. They're robbing you when they charge you three, four, five dollars for a cup of coffee. Why? Because they call it coffee latte. What is coffee latte? Coffee latte is regular coffee with a touch of steamed cream in it. That amount of steamed cream is worth literally nothing. Nothing. There's no coin in the world low enough to pay for that amount of steamed cream. Let's be honest about it. In a regular coffee shop, they'll give you all the cream you want until you pass away. As soon as you have a cup of coffee, 12 characters are walking around with pictures full of cream. You want more, you want more. And if you want, if you want another coffee, here's another coffee. You could keep drinking coffee. You could come in when you're 12 and when you're 73, you're still drinking coffee for nothing. In Starbucks, an extra coffee, 350. Another refill, 550, 750, 950. By the time you have three cups of coffee, it costs $812. Now, why do people go there? Especially since it's burnt coffee in the first place. This is what we talk about in the book. Let's be honest about it. It's burnt coffee. When you get burnt coffee in a coffee shop, you know what you say? Yes, it's disgusting. It's burnt coffee. <laughs> and you want your money back. Well, you start wondering, how the hell do they have the knife to sell this crap to you, these son of a bitch? You see, yesterday's coffee. But when you get burnt coffee in Starbucks, you know what you say? Ooh. You get excited. This is a blend, a blend. And you convince yourself it's a special bean from Argentina. It's not a bean from Argentina. You're a schmuck from New York or wherever you come from. You become a schmuck and you're buying it from a schmuck and the whole situation is that the relationship between one schmuck and another. And you stand in line to buy it, yes. Bring coffee from a cardboard cup. You see millionaires standing in line for an hour and a half to be for the pleasure of giving them three, four, five dollars for a dollar's worth of coffee. You tell a rich man to stand in line when he made a reservation in a restaurant. And instead of honoring his reservation, you tell him, wait, you'll stand in line. The guy will bring your restaurant up. Yeah. Every Jew suddenly becomes John Gotti. He says, who you know who I am? I'll, I'll keep you son of a bitch. <laughs> you want to kill. Ten minutes later, they're in Starbucks, and they're standing in line for a month and a half, <laughs> waiting to buy a, 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 a cup of coffee for four fifty, nine fifty, or even twelve fifty. <laughs> These are thieves. <laughs> Let's be honest about it. They charge you four times as much for a bagel there as any place else. Butter is extra, cream cheese is extra, a knife to put it on is also extra. <laughs> These are a bunch of thieves. How they could do this without a gun, I'll never figure out. <laughs> not only that, not only pay extra for everything, but they don't give anything to you. They send you looking for it. There's no service at that place. They send you looking for it. Oh, you want uh, cream? Cream is over there. Oh, you want milk? Milk is here. What else did you want? Did you want a knife? A knife is here. What else did you want? There's sugar? Sugar is there. Sweet aloe is here. And all of a sudden, every old Jew becomes a detective with a tray, and they're walking around wondering where is everything. People are crashing into each other. Hello, did you see it? Did you see the milk? Did you see it? I was looking for a spoon. Where's the spoon? Over there. You're walking around the whole coffee shop for an hour and a half, saving yourself. Then you come back to the table. He has a glass that says tips. You owe him money now. <laughs> You're the only one working. The people who work in Starbucks never move. They stand there like they're paralyzed. 
Your customers are working like a horse, and then they give him money. He should give you money. <laughs> you were working. He was watching. Since when does the watchman get the money, these son of a bitches? I'm not, I'm making it even better than it is. Usually you wind up drinking your coffee and eating your bagel in the window like a caged animal. This is the only place in the world that has stools facing the street along the window. You ever see how you're facing the street eating a bagel and everybody who walks by looks. Look at this. There's a schmuck with a bagel. They all talk to each other. Take a look. The bagel is hanging from your mouth and everybody who walks by looks right into your mouth. <laughs> and then you know what you do? You clean up the place when you're finished. They expect you to clean up the place when you're finished. Walk into Starbucks. Elderly Jews are walking around cleaning. <laughs> could you imagine that this is conceivable? Like a company like this could actually make a living? Imagine if somebody said to you, I got a great concept for a whole new business. I'll open a new type of a coffee shop that nobody ever saw before. No tables, no chairs, <laughs> no, no, no waiter, no busboy, nothing. You'll, you'll drink white coffee from a cob with coffee, and then you'll eat it with the bagel in the window, and then you'll clean up the place for an hour. Would you say to me, hey, there's a great idea for a business? You would never say that. You know what you would say? How the hell does a guy like this have the knife to call it a business? He should be locked up for this. And that's the story of Starbucks.